What up, everyone? Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. This episode is brought to you by JB Weld. It's the world's strongest bond. Listen, pros have trusted this stuff for over 50 years, but you don't even need a pro half the time when you've got JB Weld's adhesive products. They make it so easy to do it yourself. When I need to get some home improvement done, I turn to JB Weld. Whether it's a DIY project, an automotive repair, plumbing, marine, or more, Projects, big or small, glass, ceramics, anything you could think of, pretty much, JB Weld products have something for you. Keep it in the toolbox, keep it in the truck, keep it in the kitchen drawer. It'll always come in handy right when you need it. And speaking of trucks, JB Weld just acquired Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner's got you covered there as well. So go be your strongest self. Use JB Weld, the world's strongest bond. JB Weld epoxy products are proudly made in the USA and are available at jbweld.com, Walmart, Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advance Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly's, Michaels, and more. JB Weld, the world's strongest bond. We love the stuff around here. Here's an old familiar one. Haven't heard from him in a while, but man, do we love us. And Autotempest.com was there for us when we needed them. And this episode is brought to you by Autotempest, the one-stop shop for busy people looking to buy their next used car. Why is it for busy people? Because it brings all the used car sites on the internet to one place, saving you a ton of time. I talk to people about this all the time, and I should know, because all I have is my time. My time is my money. I sell my time. And if you can save time in your own life, Therefore, transitive property, time is money, you save money. And I'm talking about Auto Tempest has nationwide listings from Cars.com, CarSoup, CarsDirect, TrueCar, eBay Motors, all brought in one place. They also let you compare with the results of all of Craigslist, not just a 200-mile radius. But that's not all. Auto Tempest is continuously improving adding new sources of listings, new search filters, and most recently, adding search alerts so you can sign up to get emails with new listings matching your search show up. Guys, we're all busy people. Searching for your dream car shouldn't feel like a chore. Save the headache and enjoy your new car sooner with Autotempest.com. They've got all the cars in one search. Go to Autotempest.com slash TST so they know that we sent you. Autotempest.com slash TST. And we're brought to you today by Keeper Security, the leading cybersecurity platform for protecting individuals, families, and businesses against password related cyber attacks, aka hacking. The fact is, you, me, everyone, we have too many passwords. Our life runs on passwords. And it's real easy to get lazy and reuse simple, familiar, trite passwords. And if you're running the same password over multiple accounts or cycling one to three fairly weak passwords, you are setting yourself up for a hack. If you're wasting time in the password reset loop, that's where you make a password. You don't log in for a while. You forget the password. You got to reset it again. And then you repeat until the end of time. You are doing it wrong. And if you're worried about your finances, the cost of a yearly Keeper subscription is absolutely nothing compared to the cost of a data breach. Not to mention when you got hacked, you have to worry about stopping payments, getting refunds, charging, changing all of your bills, and on and on. What a nightmare. 
And when you get a new a, a new device, forget about it. It takes forever to re-log in to all of our apps and accounts again. You got to reset your phone, do it all over again. Nope. Keeper creates strong, unique passwords for every account wherever you log in, like you know you should, but then you keep them stored safely in your own encrypted vault. All you have to do is remember your master password, which also works with face or fingerprint ID, and you can access all of your strong passwords without having to actually remember them all. This keeps your information safe from hackers, gives you peace of mind. This is why every time I make a new account, I go to Keeper Security. This thing is great. Great. We can't cancel passwords. They are part of our life. They're here to stay. But Keeper can make them manageable. Listeners of the Smoking Tire podcast are going to get 30% off Keeper Unlimited and family plans. So use promo code SMOKINGTIRE30. That's promo code SMOKINGTIRE30 at checkout. Or visit Keeper.io slash SMOKINGTIRE to learn more. So that's Keeper and use code SMOKINGTIRE30 at checkout or keeper.io slash SMOKINGTIRE to learn more. This is a really helpful thing, guys. Make it a part of your life. Get your brain power back and exit that password loop. Keeper is the jam. And last but never, ever, ever least, just parked in our number four position, my folks at Tradecraft Farms. Boy, have they got some new hotness on the shelves right now. Just dropped it off at the crib and woo! The finest THC and CBD products in Southern California, bar none. Absolutely bar none. If it's legal where you're at or you've come to California to visit us, kind folk out here, dude, grab some for yourself. But if you can't do that, if life doesn't turn that way or if it's not legal where you're at, just give Tradecraft Farms a follow on Instagram, tradecraft underscore farms dot uh, on Instagram. Beautiful, pretty pictures. Right, and if you if you live where this where this kind of stuff is uh, mainstream right now, by all means visit one of their retail locations or ask for it at your local dispensary. Uh, Tradecraft Farms is the official THC and CBD products of the Smoking Tire Podcast. All right, on this episode of the show, one of my favorite people in automotive journalism, one of a very small number of people I am willing to share a press car with on a launch from thedrive.com, where she is running the editorial new car shindig over there, my great friend back in studio for the first time in over two years, Kristen Lee. Kristen Lee is in the studio for the first time since... This studio and wearing a really dope Speedmaster. I really like your Thank Speedmaster you. is so great for you. Thank you. It really fits your style it's so well. It's a dude's well. watch, but I think it doesn't matter. Fuck that. I don't think, I think now it's so fashionable for men to wear smaller sized watches and for women to wear bigger sized watches that the overlap is totally there. The Anything watches, between 36 and 40 is fair game. The only watches game. I don't like are the little jewelry bracelet ones. Mm. I'm not even old, but I can't That's like the for the, the, the cocktail dress thing, though. I wore this to a Well, wedding, you yeah. could, you could, but I'm, that's, Dresses you know. Up I mean, you could. Right. It's gauche. You could. You could. <laughs> <laughs> and I could wear, and I could wear a GMT under a tux and would, but like, that's not what like someone who's super stylish would tell me to do. I think those people can get fucked. Ooh. I mean, I could Ooh. take a public plane at times, too. But mm. Why would you? 
I could I fly. I could fly Delta Comfort Plus. <laughs> I guess things have really taken a downturn. Oh man, <laughs> I stayed at the Mall of America last night, so I know culture. How is it as gigantic <laughs> as everybody it's says? Fucking huge. It's a hotel. There's a hotel in the fucking mall. That's the hotel I stayed in. That's the insane. Radisson isn't, Mall of America. Isn't there? Also a ride? Or am I, I thinking about something I didn't else? get to the Mall of America wow. until very late, until like 8.50. And so other than walking into a hall and like looking around for a second and then going to the hotel, it closed at 9. I didn't have a have a chance to really peruse. What a Seems weird But the hotel place. was in the mall, yeah. It was, I mean, I, I, good for them, you know, because retail is dying now. You know what was very interesting? I was hanging out with someone who you probably have heard of. His name is Adam LZ. He's yeah. a YouTuber, and his uh, lovely girlfriend, and he equally accomplished Colette Davis, who I had dinner with last night after <clears throat> all of us getting a uh, drive some Porsches, the track. Adam, who I think is 26, he's in his 20s. He's young. Yep, makes me feel bad every day. He's young. And he had- No, no, never mind. He <laughs> had literally no idea what the Mall of America was. This is, every once in a while I meet a young person that fucking dates the shit out of me. And this kid, he is the sweetest guy. I really like hanging out with him and Colette. It was so fun. But he had no idea what the Mall of America was. Straight up. You should ask him about the Titanic next and tell him it was real. There was some other shit he didn't know too. <laughs> that I, I don't want to blow up his spot. But apparently that's like a thing. Him missing cultural references and just not, okay, I was not gonna knowing say, things. I, I was going to apologize after this. We love you. We're not... No, no, it was it was funny at the time. Funny. He just like even Colette was like the Mall of America, the the, the biggest mall in America. Like he, he's like, we don't we don't go to we don't go to malls. Stuff. Yeah, we don't he, care about malls. He just order things he, through Amazon. He's from here, right? He's, he's American. Yeah. Okay, Florida. Yeah, yeah. All right, Florida. Lived, no, he's from Connecticut, oh, Connecticut but lives right. in Florida. Yeah, Connecticut. Connecticut. That's Mall Central. But like, he'd think. I mean, yeah, he knows what malls are. He just, but just doesn't. Not the mall. He doesn't know that the Mall of America it was the biggest mall, or why anyone would give a shit. <laughs> Which he has fair. a point. He yeah, that is a very point. fair yeah. point. It but is it's just like peak mediocrity of American culture. I just don't know what it's mall. like to be young enough to not know what the Mall of America is. Well, now that makes me scared. What don't I know that you guys know? I don't know. <laughs> do you do you know why Seinfeld is funny? Or are you too young? Well, young we talked about Seinfeld? this last time. Oh, we, are, we talked okay. about this last time. And How did no, we end I, up here again then? You like Seinfeld a lot, I guess. <laughs> I like talking about how old I am relative to the young people, I guess. I don't well, know. it's good that you hang out with young people, you know? Yeah, it keeps, keeps, the, keeps, keeps me young. gray. Uh, yeah. It just kind of osmosis yeah. out of me and into you yes, guys. Yes, it does. You bring, out, you bring out some youth. Yeah. I agree. Uh, what have you been driving recently in your, Ooh, in your gig? I had, I, I've seen your Instagram feed. Oh, it's man. Tasty. I had, it was, it's been a good couple of months. Uh, the first was the Bugatti Chiron Pure Sport. Oh, the black and gray one? No, the blue one. Oh, they canceled oh, that, that one. one for reasons. Mm. So this is the one. Wait, wait. I ended up with. They can't. Oh, they canceled the the, the gray one. Oh, they probably just sold it or it probably. mileaged out or something. But maybe yeah. the blue is super sick. Yeah, the blue is cool. Yeah, is it the blue carbon, like the very expensive paint job blue carbon. I can't remember. This one was slightly less money than the gray one. Oh. It was like so. It probably was not bare carbon. It was like two hundred thousand dollars less than the gray one. So it's just like regular paint. Boo. Yeah. yeah. But it was nice. It was had it had the carbon package on it. Yeah. So all the lot. carbon details I thought were really really nice. It was a terrifying experience. 
This were you weird. intimidated by it? Yeah. Other than how expensive it was, were you intimidated by it? If you no. just think about <laughs> driving it and turning and and no. it's, it's normal, it's, right? It's very it's normal, but it's also very big. So there's a lot of stuff to account for and keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. The wheels are pushed out all the way to the corners and they're giant. So are these <laughs> wheels. Also, you can't see out the back at all. True. And it's really low. Yes. And the belt line is very high. But very airy in the cabin because of that sixty thousand dollar. Oh, did you have the glass roof? Yeah, the glass yeah, roof. yeah, yeah. The glass roof is cool. It's a beautiful car. It it's is really, nice. It makes really all kinds sick. of cool noises. It does. It makes noises that other cars don't really make. No, um, I, the closest one I can think is the GTR in terms of just yeah, kind of whirring, banging noises, <laughs> transmission clunks, stuff like the that. The clunks are yeah. You don't. Um, the clunks like don't come into the cabin. You just kind of like hear them sort of going on. You can kind of feel them in the in where the transmission tunnel is. It just, it feels like a very very tactile thing, which I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. A mechanical thing. Yeah. Yes, they didn't. They haven't dialed it out like a, like an Audi. No. It's it, it it you do you do. I mean it's you know, it's fifteen hundred horsepower, so there's only so much you can massage that out. I mean. The metal has to be very sturdy. <laughs> yes. That connects yeah. the wheels to that, yeah. Yeah, well, the guy, the, uh, did you have, was Butch. Jamie with you? Butch. Oh, Butch? Butch. What a great, what a great Butch. guy to go with a Bugatti. Letzinger? Oh, Leitzinger. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy. Oh, that's a real racing driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very He's cool. cool. He's yeah. really nice. Jamie, who was with us, was saying that uh, pretty much like they, they can't make the car any lighter. Like it's just no. the powertrain is just so heavy. Like the the actual chassis weighs very very little. It's made by Delara. <laughs> well, I asked Butch how much the Chiron, how much weight it saves over the standard, uh, the Pure Sport. How much weight the Pure uh-huh. Sport saves, and he was like, oh, it's like a hundred. It's a hun- hundred kilograms, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing because there's nothing to trim. And they have to do a lot to save. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's expensive to yeah. save that, to cut that kind of weight out of a car. And what's cool is they gave it, I think, 2.5 degrees of negative camber. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember this because I just wrote it. And you can actually see it if you stand outside the car. Yeah. You don't think 2.5 degrees is a lot, but you can see it. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, just, I don't think, when's Cayenne GT driving impressions? Not Available, right? I can't. I can't talk about Cayenne GT. Is that the V8 one? It's the super They're fast. The it's a super. Oh. F- no, the no, no the regular ones are twin turbo sixes. I know, but the good ones. <clears> it's the, the one that just did a, a oh, seven thirty eight yeah. on the Nurburgring. It's running one and a half degrees of negative camber, and uh, I didn't get the photo, but Mike Harley just posted the photo on his Instagram. He drove it into a dirt turnout. Uh, you know, to get photos yeah. or whatever, and the outer like two inches of the wheels have no dirt on them. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not even touching. Zach, do you find the Michael Harley? Uh, it's no, it's just Michael, I believe. Uh, in uh, on Instagram, uh, yep, that's mm. him. You should give Michael Harley a follow. He's a good Instagram follow. Uh, go do. Where is that picture? It was there. It might be. Oh, it's part of a slideshow. Yeah, there. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, wow. There, look. Just... It's no dirt on the outside of the wheels. Isn't that hilarious? Wow. So much camber. <laughs> like, like he drove it into a dirt lot, and there's like tire shine two inches into the treads. Oh, I love it's it. So funny. Are this were this titanium exhaust? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Saves. Uh, it saves some weight. The Cayenne GT Ounces. is twenty four pounds lighter than a uh, Cayenne Turbo. Yeah. Just that much. Twenty four. I was in that number to be honest. Hmm. Six hundred and thirty horsepower. Titanium That's exhaust. 
24 pounds. I feel it sounds like that's good. COVID. Don't pick up a turkey Not on a the way home. Yeah, that's, that's some COVID weight gain. It's yeah, negligible. Exactly. You know what I hate about it? It's not a driving impression. That the exhausts are in the center. <gasps> it looks we, weird. We don't need oh, to do that in an SUV. You, no, you push can't. Them out. You can't. I'm standing there fucking with the cameras, and the thing is running because it's 95 degrees outside, <laughs> and it's just smoking my legs. I think it also looks strange. I think that's because they're not center centered. There's there's like a foot between them. Yeah, so they're, they're just not, they're not centered like a GT3 or something. Right. Yeah, it's just closer, so it's kind of awkward. It's just <laughs> yeah. middle ground. I think that's a sign for you to stop wearing shorts. I'm a, I'm sorry. Sorry. Do you know where we live? Where don't wear shorts. That was a sign for you to stop wearing shorts. Is that like a fashion critique? That no, like I'm, I'm just saying. Do you know how hot it is your, up there when I'm burning your legs? These cars. It's like get 95 rip, degrees up there. What? Get ripped <laughs> jeans. Ripped jeans. <laughs> there, there's your, there's your Nino culture. Nino could probably sell me a pair. There's your youth culture for the day. Get some ripped the jeans, less, and then all the boomers will be forced to make comments on your oh jeans. Oh my god! Imagine I wore. The kind of jeans that like a twenty-four-year-old girl hey, is wearing. Mom right jeans. Now. Mom like jeans are back. Jeans? Yes. <laughs> Terrible. Where are these jeans? <laughs> I bought them like this. You want to hear something really embarrassing? Yeah. I. This is really embarrassing. This is from high school. My first tattoo is right here. It's on okay. my thigh. It's okay. really. It's pretty ghetto. It's an onk. It's an onk. It's an onk yeah. on my thigh. It's pretty ghetto. But I wanted to like show show it off, but it was you know under my clothes, and I found a way to sort of strategically get a rip in my jeans in that area. Did you like? Cut I didn't cut face? it, but maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I've talked about really in twenty five years, but it's no, I like it. I, but I did do that. I like it. <laughs> I think the onk is cool. It was fun. You know what it was? I used to wear one as a necklace, uh -huh. and so I've at, for like ten years I wore it as a necklace. I got it as like a and I uh, and I had it. I don't know. Were you into Egypt culture? No, I don't even think I know what it meant. I think someone just gave it to me, hmm. and I wore it, and then I lost it, and then I wanted to get a first tattoo, and I you thought won't about lose that. that. One. No shit. <laughs> and it has the name of my first sailboat written in the in the thing. That's not just like lines. You know what? Same. Your first sailboat. I've had many sailboats. I mean, listen, it's part of white male culture. You must. Welcome, Rite of passage. Welcome to manhood. Here's your sailboat. sailboat. <laughs> I mean, go forth. They well, call it the well, actually, <clears throat> it was a, my first sailboat. was my was a bar mitzvah gift. So literally, welcome to. It was little. It wasn't like a fucking yacht. It was a little, little like a sunfish. It was a little sailboat that like kids sail. Yeah, it's it like a boogie a, board with a sail. It was still a very nice gift. Don't get me wrong; I was appreciative, was but your, like it wasn't like some mitzvah, hugely was extravagant. Your, was your bar like just this big lit thing that I'm imagining? I, if you're here, I have the album I can show you. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was sailing themed. Sail, I was a, I was into sailing. It okay. was sailing themed, and it was at a at the country club, as it were. Uh huh. And um, it seemed pretty boss at the time, though. Flipping through the album recently, I don't think it was all that boss. In and what? the DJ in particular was, was he dressed like a navy man. The DJ in particular was like a forty-five-year-old white guy in a suit and very dark wraparound <gasps> sunglasses that found his way into the background of every single photograph. <laughs> How was the sailing good. theme involved? Were there like ropes? Yeah, no, like flag pennant flags. Um, you know, the sailboat itself that they got me was brought into the bar mitzvah That's thing. That's the and equivalent of walking the pony in. Yes, it to was. The, to the party. Guess who, got, guess who got a pony? Did you also get a pony? My sister did. Oh, my God. I didn't even... My, my sister was an incredibly accomplished horseback rider with that horse, by no, the way. No, no, she I, didn't, don't, like, I don't doubt she it. She didn't squander the horse gift. She made good use of the horse gift, but I she actually... I don't doubt it, but I just... I see my gift these. didn't eat. 
Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> my gift didn't. My gift didn't eat for fifteen years, and hers did. But is a horse more maintenance, or is a boat more maintenance? A horse. A horse. A horse. A horse eats I've, like I've heard some one hundred and fifty dollars of food a week. But a sunfish is like a bathtub. It's not like a like a motorized yacht are definitely. I got look it up, Zach. I got a laser. It was called a laser. It was a it was a race. It's a racing dinghy. There's a spec. It's a spec boat. Like a, it's like spec Miata. It was like the spec Miata. I'm of only making this face because I like making fun of you. Yeah, that one right there. Right, any, I, I, any one I'm, of those. I'm teasing. I think that type of sailing is really cool. It looks really hard, and also I could never do it. It's so. Well, first off, you could. Not only could you do it, I could teach you how to do it in one day. Sailing is very easy. Even a person who gets as badly seasick as me. Well, that's a whole different issue. That's but the, the skill itself, that. you could learn in one day. I guarantee. That's the one you. where you just lean on either side and. You're you know. the ballast. Yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. So in this Words. picture, this girl's feet are under the strap, uh-huh. and she's and she's leaning out to counterbalance the the wind of the uh, the the weight of the pressure of the wind. If depending on how strong the wind is, you have to lean out more or less. But like, this thing is. This shit was so fun. These boats no, go imagine. really fast. Yeah. That thing in a big wind, that laser, would do like 18, 19 knots. Like mo- that's like 20 miles an hour. That's really It's fast mobbing. It was great. Really, really fun. Was that your first, <clears throat> I guess, foray into speed then with sailing? Go-karting? Go-karting. When okay. I was a kid. What was your first, first foray into speed? Backseat of my dad's car. Mm. <laughs> Did your dad like go real fast? Yeah, he used to um, in the C thirty two. He used to drive us to Saturday school, and he drove me, my brother, and two of our friends. And we'd hit the highway, and he'd hit a hundred. And then my friends would go to their friends, my their parents, <laughs> and be like, "Mr. Lee went a hundred. It was so cool." Would they get phone calls? Oh yeah. <laughs> my mom was like, "You went a hundred miles an hour with someone else's kids in your car." So he stopped Listen, doing it's that. a finely tuned German automobile. Uh, did you have all kinds of rationale fine. for it? It's yeah. perfectly fine. And also, yeah. we had to get to Chinese school on time. I don't right. know. <laughs> In hindsight, if you had a kid now and you had a, like a press car, like an M3 press car, like wouldn't you go 100 for a second with I a kid in the car them. and mm-hmm. feel safe about it? Yep. I would. Yeah. Just be like, hey, watch this. And just do it really fast. And then be like, wasn't that cool? That's your moment. If you drive extra slow with your kids in the car, you're a hazard. You're more of that a, hazard a hazard than someone driving 100 with their kids in the car. My buddy has an Alpha Julia quad, and he he said he sort of raced the McLaren on the highway, which means the McLaren wasn't really trying. But he, sort but of he pulled up, and he pointed the back, and the guy in the McLaren was like, nice car. And he looked, and his kid was sleeping in the back in the Recaro seat. And yeah. I was like, four doors, too. And then, you know. <laughs> I was at uh, Cal Speedway a couple years ago, and I saw a well-used Porsche 959 in like a metallic mm. purple color with two Recaro baby seats in the back. And, a tra- and track day stickers on the side of it. Like, wow. dude was like... I have my 959, I can put both kids in it, and I'm taking it to track days. Wow. At Fontana. Legend. Good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Good wow, no fucks are given. That guy Perfect. lives. Yeah, right? So He's, do those kids. Yeah. Yeah. Kids. I saw a video on Instagram the other day of a guy, like, letting his, like, six-year-old shift his F40. Aw, that's Seemed pretty sweet. G. Kid was doing a nice job. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, what else you drive that's, uh, that's delightful recently? Or terrible, as the- it were. <laughs> People always, ask, people always ask that. They're like, is there a terrible car? And you know this. There are no terrible cars unless it's a modified car that, because those, that can be done terribly. Yeah, you but, can ruin a car pretty yeah. easily. But stock cars, by and large these days. It's hard to good. find one that's terrible. Yeah. I've, I've driven a couple of things that were pretty awful. I mean, <laughs> most things you can buy that have three wheels <laughs> are not remotely worth the danger in terms of experience. 
I have to. A Morgan three wheeler is the only one that is. I rode an Alex Royce. That's <clears throat> I, that's the only Morgan experience I have. I drove the Vanderhall Venice once, and I thought it was fine. I actually liked the way it drove. What I didn't like was how my face was right level with an 18-wheeler's wheels. <laughs> that's yeah. what I didn't like. So I would encourage anyone who has that get a full face helmet instead of the little trendy whatever the open face one. The ping are. pong helmet. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. if the full face is going to stop the eighteen wheeler from. I think your head's oh, just getting your head. Either way. Or something. Oh, that's I don't true. Know. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. Yeah. I drove the the Elva with a helmet on the street, and then I went up to the canyons. I took the helmet off, and it was awesome. It was the best. Um, but good the, cars. Oh, yeah. sorry. Keep going. Oh no. Did you drive Bronco? Yeah. Oh, so I was. You we, were with Zach, right? No, we missed each other, missed by, each other by a day. day. It was bullshit. What was your take on Bronco? I liked it. Yeah. Which yeah. version did you have a go in? The street aspect of it was a two-door Badlands with the seven-speed manual. Oh. Yeah, and how is the manual? One. It's very nice. The gears need to be taller. First and second are so short. Oh, light can't. turns green, <clears throat> speed, speed limit's 40 miles an hour. You're like, I need to shift so much, and everyone is going faster than me. And you've only got the small engine with the manual, right? Yeah. So it's not like you can at, just start in third. No. At the at this moment in time, yes. I don't know what else is coming, because obviously Ford will not comment on future product. But the, if you put the 7-speed with the V6, that's pretty sweet. I could sweet see that ride. being pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This two-door one on your Instagram that is a great looking vehicle. Dude, mm-hmm. the two door looks awesome. That looks awesome. Yeah. It looks way better than the four door one. I think the Defender, same thing. The two door Defender looks G as fuck. The proportions on this in two door, I think, are perfect. Amazing. Have you, yeah. have you seen one in person yet? A Bronco? Yeah. No. They're fucking huge. Really? Yeah. You like, walk up tall, to it. Tall, huge? Tall, huge, wide. I don't know if it's because I'm small or something, but I walked up to this thing and it felt like it was too big for me. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe it was like. If you had one on uh, like right, more regular wheels, yeah, that one's got some meaty ass like thirty threes or something on yeah. it, thirty fives. What are those, Zach? Do you know? Depends Besides on the package. There's so many packages, dude. Uh, I oh, Badlands like, trim. Like, I don't know if it had the Sasquatch. Pop quiz, hot shot at thirty sevens. Oh really? Yeah, that the, doesn't look like thirty sevens. I think those might have been thirty threes. Yeah, thirty what? It might have been thirty five, thirty threes. Can't remember at this point. They're pretty beasty. Yeah, uh, I really like the helicopter bars on top. The, the things like on the, 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 the bars that you can like toe strap shit to on top yeah, of the you hood, can. that stuff is great. They help you line up you know, the, the, the tires on when you're off-roading, which is very helpful, like sight see. lines. I mean, a lot like the G-Wagon <laughs> has the reflectors, mm-hmm. but those you can also tie stuff to because they'll hold like 150 pounds of tension. Yeah, so see, I'm thinking canoe, for like canoe. It's canoe that's on exactly the roof. what it's for, yeah. We really need to do the Jeff Swart canoe trip. Sure. The Jeff Swart canoeing. He, he's invited us to go canoeing with him. That's sweet. And he uses this carbon fiber canoe that weighs 20 pounds. He straps his, the roof oh. is 356 Porsche, and goes up to the top of a mountain, and then hikes like five miles with the canoe on his back. How long is it? Canoe length. It's a fucking long he canoe. Hikes with it? There, there's a photo of it. Zach's got it right there. In, that, in the images, look, look to the right. There it is. It's, a, it's like a oh fucking canoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hikes with it? Yeah, because it doesn't weigh anything. It's carbon. I'm just trying to think of what orientation he straps it. Uh, lengthwise. And he kind of has to like. It's got straps like inside. So you have to. Yeah. So you have to like hunch a over a little bit, mm. but it's got a like a, a rigging thing so that you don't have to like totally hunch back wearing it. Okay. Okay. I could get behind that. There, there's the length picture. It's longer than the car. <laughs> it's a fucking whole canoe. <laughs> it's but amazing. I think he said it right? weighs like 12 pounds. Yeah. It's super oh, light. So, I love it. So and right. actually, I, I looked into it. I was so impressed. They are 
not that expensive. Really? I mean, considering what you would what's, think. What's a 12, not that expensive? The low four figures. I don't actually. I don't know why I asked that. I don't have any canoe. I mean, references in my head. I don't know if you told me you had a carbon fiber canoe that weighed twelve I would, pounds. I, I think it was like it was, ten grand. Or I would something. guess twelve thousand dollars. No, it's like two thousand dollars. Hmm. It's like a lot cheaper you know, than that I would have guessed. Costs less than the roof nest car tent things. Yeah. Those things are three thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah. You went camping for the first time. <laughs> On top of a car. On top of a really car. Count. Car camping. Did yeah. you enjoy it? I liked it because I was away from the bugs. What kind of car? It was a Telluride with a roof nest on mm. top of it. Mm -hmm. It was nice. And sleeping in the air was good for you? Yeah. I mean, we were in the wilderness in Vermont, so the house is in the wilderness, so it was just more open than just in the front yard. Oh, basically, you... it was in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You could see the house if you kind of stuck your head out the tent and and looked directly behind the car. Our shift talker's argument would have been different had I known all these facts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so van, van camping versus rooftop camping. I haven't van camped. I don't know. I feel like van... you guys went van camping. Yeah, and I was a little disappointed by the experience. Oh. Because it wasn't as clean and like I think I think a like a range a Range Rover with a rooftop tent and like and like a a, a kitchen that you could tow mm. would probably be more more fun. Well those those slide out racks with kitchens are really cool. They're awesome. Those are pretty rad. But like actually doing the off-roading part in the van was like not that great because it's so tall yeah. that it's like really like sway. I didn't want to say this because I did, didn't have the information when you guys were talking about it last time, but I hung up the call and I thought to myself, that sounds intriguing, but also not great. What, the the van thing? Yeah, your van thing. It, I think that is a great description. Intriguing, but not that great. <laughs> in, concept, <laughs> in concept could be awesome. In execution. I think, it, yeah, I think that it, with the right van that was really dialed in and you really need a really really excellent packing strategy that comes from experience you know what i mean like yeah. a really good packing strategy Maybe people who make boats because their whole job yeah. is strapping things down so it doesn't yeah, move correct so those would, people should I would get go, together i would consult the yacht industry yeah. for this um i've getting a having a yacht uh, renting a yacht, I think, and being doing that thing is a lot more fun and rewarding than having a van and going overlanding. I think that's why more people do yacht stuff yeah. than yeah. van overlanding stuff. <laughs> I don't. There's a lot of fucking overland vans around here. <laughs> if you had to, if you had to do, do a, a census of overland vans in LA County versus yachts in LA County marinas, I bet you'd be pretty close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really? Fuck what yeah, is, dude. These I things are parked now. all over the yeah. place around here. The last year and a half has been insane for that business. It less really ma has less maintenance than a yacht, too. Hmm. Hopefully. I think, yeah, I think, like you said, boats, you know, the sea is trying to eat everything. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. See, it's it's eating my more, house. It eats I, my house. I think there's also more glamour to yacht ownership. Because sure. when people think, I have some money to spend, what's the most glamorous, luxurious way to spend it? They go... Boat. Why not it's bring a patio around to the water? Saying, I have a van. Yeah. <laughs> right? I have a van, I sleep in it, and you can too. There's, remember that Ron White bit from a couple years ago where it's about his brother? I was like, you should get a, a Mercedes I got a place Benz. to fuck your sister. Yep. <laughs> so good. 
Ooh, that's an elusive creature. <laughs> that's where that 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 bit is like ten years old, right? So oh, from then from then to now, the shift now vans are cool. Ron True. White knew. He was ahead of the curve. Yeah, now an S class is like, and it's like now I van have rain is a shit. sensing wipers. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right. one of my favorite bits of all rain time. Sensing. Was was the van, and also when Sears fucked up. Oh, changing his, his the wheel on the yeah. wheel, yeah. It falls off. That <laughs> it's falls from the, the same special, off. isn't it? Yep, it is. Same, same bit. What special is that from? It's so drunk good. Drunken public. I think it's that one. Drunken public. Yeah. That is that an one's a, that unbelievable was a really, really good, special. It was a really good special. I've seen Ron just drop in at the store from t- occasionally, yeah. and it's like off the wall. He's great. He is. He's he's like I like him and like Lewis Black. Mm-hmm. I kind of put in a category together, but uh, man, does he know how to use a fucking glass of scotch and a cigar as a oh, as, as a prop? A, yeah, yep. he's got that. I down. think out of all the blue collar comedy tour guys, he's the one that I like the best. Yeah, he's the only one. I like really Larry like. the Cable Guy is his whole shtick is just hick. Yeah. And the other two, Bill Ingvall and Jeff Foxworthy. I don't know if you've watched their specials recently. They've just become bitter boomers. Shocking. 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 Right? <laughs> They, they I, I thought Jeff about, Foxworthy was funny in the 90s. Whining about PC culture and stuff uh, like that. I'm like, yo, this is it's kind of old to be whining about that now. It's not good material. No, it's old. When I uh, when I hear comics do it, I go, oh, dude. Mm-mm, don't. There's people that are way funnier doing do not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know. <laughs> it's not like I'm like, fuck your views. I'm like, this is not funny compared to what people are doing that are not doing this right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, don't do that. It's a bad, bad look. It is bad. It's a bad look. Um, wait, but the Bronco, did you also drive the 6? Yes. I, I off-roaded the 6. Okay. And? Great. Success? Yeah, the thing off-roads like a motherfucker. They're they like, did you really, and you did the same thing, really right? Well. Yep. We, I think we agreed point by point on your video, which is it's fine on the street. It's a little scary in turns because the lean is real. But the brake dive is weird. But it's, it's, really, if you, I was going sixty miles an hour in like a gentle left hand, and then I just touched the brakes, and it dove to the inside of the corner, like it really moved over toward the inside, which was That's just a, very that strange. was a funky thing to have happen. The Otherwise, first time it happened, it was a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just get used to it. I feel like people who buy it will just get used to it. Yeah, you have so. to. Because Is it nicer it, to drive it, on the street than a Wrangler? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of the steering and the front suspension. Oh, because it's like regular steering, it's right? rack and pinion. Yeah, regular. Which, yeah, the, the Wrangler's not because of the live axle, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, like, that's why it's superior in that way for sure. And ev- But I think everything these days can climb hills pretty well because of brake vectoring and torque vectoring, all that clever stuff. But mechanically, it also has all the right gear. The fucking Subaru Outback Wilderness was actually really good off-road. I, we need to get one of those and you go up the one. trail. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We do this trail that is... I think it's pretty challenging for stock SUV. I mean, it's not so challenging that you're going to really get stuck in a dangerous way, but it, it, it demonstrates the capability of trucks. And we take pretty much everything up it. And there's occasionally a thing or a, a section that you can't do and you back down and you go around you know, mm-hmm. the side or whatever. But a lot of the, you know, we have, it's tough for someone who doesn't always do off-road things to talk about off-road things because it's oh, I was like out of my element. <laughs> and unless you're doing something that's like send it, like just you're not going to Im- impress people just by being like here's the thing that it does. And so there people are always going, "Oh, a fucking forester could get up that trail or a cross trek or whatever." So what? Well, 
Good for that's those my people. Point. That's that's true. But I also wanted to actually try it in this Outback. Was the point? What's cool about this Outback? It it's a little more leany on public roads because they they lifted it up. I think it's now nine point eight. It's a safari a lot outback. of ground clearance. It is because the normal Outback wow. already has decent ground clearance and then they lifted it more and what's cool I like about it is if you notice the front fenders are all plastic around the corners Mm -hmm. and as are the mirrors you can option the mirrors as plastic because they figure you're going to so you can smash it into shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. That's the and, Ram Pro Master playbook. Yes, it is. Also makes it easy to replace. I just explained that to the to the wife. She saw a ProMaster uh camper van parked by our house. She was like, How come that one's so much uglier than the Mercedes we got? <laughs> and I was like, Because mm-hmm. Chrysler thinks the people driving it are going to crash it into things. <laughs> That's exactly and they don't what. want the front bumper to be part of the headlight assembly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, stock This Outback plates. looks good. I like it. I what like are they it. asking for this thing? It's like I high 40s? I say almost 40, if not into the 40s. I can't remember. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not it's, cheap. That's, that, that is cheap. I just drove. Yeah, I got a customer here at the shop who's got an Outback. That I got in, and I was like, this is so nice. A brand new one. They ride nice. The seats yeah. were fucking great. The seats great. are nice. The seats are really nice. it's got nice. the big tablet, almost like yeah. Volvo's got. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, holy is, shit, this is The only is thing great. is they're, they're loud on the highway. They're a little crude in that regard. That's but, what you get. Yeah, Subaru, you know, the powertrain is a little old school, and they're always been a little, like, tinny. Little yes. tinny, you know. Yeah, but they were cheap. It's yeah. like, look, you want all-wheel drive for less than Audi? Here's I, what I you get. I feel like this is the. It's for for the. But that that Wrangler. infotainment stack that is a it's Volvo clean. copy, but yep. in a good way. Totally right. This is for Wrangler people who don't want to commit to a Wrangler and now Bronco people, but they still kind of want that active potential, mm-hmm. which I think describes many buyers. Yeah. yeah. And also, Subaru is selling so many of these things, so clearly it's Well, it's, it's been working. very fashionable around here for a couple of years now to take your Crosstrex and Outbacks and either lift them a little bit or just put them on mm-hmm. oversized, you know, rally tires, either Team Dynamics rally wheels or whatever. Like, people have been doing that shit for a minute. And actually, shout out to Wes Seiler, of all people, who did it, like, five years ago oh, really? on his Outback. Yeah. He put big tires on an Outback years ago. And I don't think he gets enough credit, actually, for doing that. He's smart. And that guy does a lot of off-road, outdoor stuff. I haven't met him, but my my impression of him has always been the off-road guy. He's an off-road hipster. Yeah. Yeah. He writes for Outdoor Magazine now. He was on my way to the Bronco launch. Ah, but he's okay. a he's a seasoned off road dude. Like yeah. he knows his stuff. He does a lot of it. Lives in Montana. We now. should get this. Let's get this out back. Let's call okay. Subaru and get this out back and go try it up that trail. Yeah. I bet you it'll do it. I think it will too. The only tough part is that that first section. There's there's about fifty yards of this trail that gives almost everything some trouble. But, <laughs> but I think if you know if it's narrow enough that it doesn't dip in the hole it'll be okay and then you can choose the lines like i don't think it has the clearance to go over the steepest stuff the g-wagon did because right. of the breakover uh, angle but the rest of it it should be okay and i think to christian's point cars like this it's if you want to go outside but you don't need wrangler rubicon capability which is what our trail really tests like yeah. can a normal person go on a pretty good outdoor adventure basically any overland trail yeah like that's what we're testing yeah it's yeah i agree and you don't want like i don't if i was doing 95 percent of my driving on pavement 
I would not want a Wrangler no. under any oh my circumstances. God. This is it. Yeah, I want something that drives like a car most of the time. The hill, I forget what Subaru calls it, but it's the hill descent brake mm-hmm. system, pretty good. And there is a nice front-facing camera that stays on when oh. you keep driving. Oh, cool. Because when you're pointed at the sky, obviously you can't right. see where the road goes. I like his little fog lights in there, too. Those little roundy guys. Yeah. They move. So I know so much about this car. They Normal Outbacks have fog lights on the outside. They moved it in closer. Oh, it's, so like you a br- it's like a brush guard yeah. without the guard. So you don't, you don't fuck them up. Yeah, it's like a built-in brush guard. That's very cool. I like that. I like that car. We should, car. Yeah, we got to get one of those. Let's try it. When I first saw pictures, I thought it was heinous looking, but now I understand the reason Functional. for all the plastic. Yeah, yeah. Functional. I don't think it's heinous looking. I think I think it, it's definitely like more rugged than you know. But it it the back isn't great. I don't love that rear bumper. Rear bumper is a little weird. Really, but function over form. Sure, mm-hmm. it's it's tough though. I bet I bet people will be doing some cool stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck did I just want to? I just brain farted. Totally just brain. What else have you driven that you have been excited about? I drove the new 718 Spider a couple weekends ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. PDK or stick? PDK. And? Still great. What color was it? Gentian blue? Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's always gentian blue. I didn't post a picture of it because I'm lazy, but if Um, you go to thedrive.com, the review is up there. um, That car is so delightful. You know, the worst part of that car is trying to write anything original about it. Trying True. to write or say anything original about it. You get in, you're like, fuck, what's another word for great? <laughs> <laughs> Drives well. That looks just like the one I had. They, I, I, got the, uh, I got the spider in a stick, and I got the, um, the GT4 in the PDK. Mm. And in this car, the stick is what's up. I mean, yeah. it's just like the power to weight to feel to practicality ratio is just mwah, I know. It's beautiful. It's perfection. They did it. I don't and it, it I, actually is quite perfect. Yeah. I made a flippant comment in the in the comments where someone was like, "This is a lot of money for a Boxster," and I said, "I agree. Uh, you know, buy it used, let depreciation hit." And then everyone was like, "These things don't fucking depreciate." And uh, I was like, "I'm sorry, correct. I misspoke. I'm yeah. sorry." <laughs> I just I incidentally happened to be looking for a client and like 2016 spiders, like last gen Are spiders, they still like ninety thousand dollars, a hundred and ten. $110,000. They do not depreciate. Mm. And so, um, the, and, and, the, and the fact that this one has like the GT car front shit on yeah, it. And, and the brakes. Mm-hmm. And, and the top is really nice. Like I, drew, I did, uh, did 2,500 miles in the, the Boxster Spider. And, Going where? Uh, do you remember my friend Carl who died, the chef yeah. Carl? I, dro- I went to his memorial at Guy Fieri's house to drop, oh. to drop it. And I just drove out. I just drove, did so much driving. It's it such a, an easy car to drive. Oh, my God. I left my house at like four o'clock in the morning to go to Santa Rosa where Guy's is. And I, by the, by 9 a.m., I was, I had, I beat traffic in San Francisco. (laughs) I was past San Francisco by 9 a.m. That's how much ground I covered in that thing. It's, it's like flying. It was so great. It's like flying. There's something magical about that chassis Mm. and you're going to pay for it. But also, I I think that it is it, it you get a lot you get a lot for your money. You yes. don't have to. There was the one you drove about one twenty. 
Oh, you got a that's a pretty lower a lower spec yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. And so they that's didn't put anything on that's it. a lot of car for that money. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, myself included, think of a 911 as a $100,000 car when a 911 is really a $150,000 car now. Um the that's way the that a lot of them respect. That's the superior Porsche sports car. That I think so. It, 911s are too big. They are. The new nine, the, the 992 It's big. Big. Feels big. Have you driven one? Mhm. Big. Yeah. We've driven all of them. Yeah. And I drove the, I just rounded it out because I drove the cup car yesterday at Brainerd. Also big? Yeah, but when you're alone <laughs> on a racetrack, it doesn't matter. But fuck me. Mm. Mm. Giggity. I have a video. It is coming. We have a video. And the video does have, they had a V-Box, so we've got, we've got a little telemetry uh, to work with. Cool. Um, I, in two sessions in the car, was not brave enough to enter turn one at the speed that Lee did. I watched his video today, flat so, and sixth. Do you know about yeah, Brainerd International Raceway? Mm -mm. Where's that? Brainerd, it's in fucking Brainerd, Minnesota. Oh, that's like why you're by at the Fargo. Mall of America. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> it's two hours north of there. Okay. And Brainerd International Raceway has the fastest right hand corner in North America. How fast are we talking? Well, depends what you're driving. If you're Lee Keen in a cup car, it's flat. No. It's flat in mm -mm. sixth. Here's a video. This is it. This one right this here? This corner right here. Up. He's taking that corner right there at 167 miles an hour. Right hand corner. Um, I don't think so. Yes. That, Look, no. he's at he's at he's yeah, 7,000 yeah, yeah. RPM in sixth, yep. 8,000 RPM in sixth, mm -hmm. 8,100, 8,200. The RPMs aren't going down. Nope. And then he's in the corner. And then they ex he accelerates after there. And I did it, that in Forza once. So, uh, and then his second video, he says, here's what happens if you get the hit the bump wrong. So there's an apron on the right side that you're supposed to put a wheel onto, and then he gets... Oof. Oh no, no, no. So no. that was counter steer oh, no. at 165 miles an hour. Absolutely not. So I was not that brave. I mean, he, you know, obviously, my job is to not crash. Right. Yeah. So as I'm driving, I land in Brainerd. As I'm driving to the track, I get about 30 minutes from the track, and the sky turns black <laughs> and it dumps rain. Yeah, and I arrive at the track in the middle of a rainstorm. That's what you want. And me and Lee just look at each other, just like, and he's like, all right, we, 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 but it was going to stop. And so we sat there and then we went out in my rental car and like a bunch of random cars, like 10 cars. And we ran 10 laps to dry the to track try it, yeah. in random cars. Oh, wow. And I got to and I got to go out on a pretty damp, but like mostly dry track, but slicks, not rain tires. Mm. So, you know, that sounds for me, yeah, I'm, sh I'm shitting my pants. It's like, here's a car that's got a race next weekend at Road America, and uh, yeah, you can have a go, but like, don't fuck up. <laughs> you know, like, so I entered turn one at about 140. That's still too fast, that which sounds is, Which fast. to me feels, was which I got to 168, brushed the brake for about a half a second, and then got back in it, and that got me down to 140, and then I was able to hold that through the, the corner, but like, I could not. I cannot imagine doing it 25 miles an hour faster. But this car <laughs> is unreal to drive. Like because there's, I've never, there's never been a production-based Porsche that turns in like this. Like cool. the like any other Porsche I've ever driven. When you get to the actual limit of mm -hmm. steering, this can just keep keep going. Like it's it was it's so crazy. It's super fast. It's really really friendly. What series is this racing? Cup, Super Cup. Super, okay. Yeah, 
Uh, and I think you can race them in some IMSA class as well. I only um, ask because <laughs> I'm working on a Porsche Motorsports story mm -hmm. right now, and my job is to break down all of the series and the cars and everything. And I felt like it was a fun exercise for myself because I don't really know a whole lot about motorsports, so I figure, oh, it'll be a learning process for me, and also I'll write it in a way that is not talking down to people, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. Did you send up really confused? Yeah, I like, they sent me the one pager. It was all these cars and all these series, and I was like, I've only tangentially heard of these. So I got on a call with them, and it was like 30 minutes of me apologizing for being dumb. <laughs> they were like, it's okay, it's very confusing, it's okay, it happens all the time. I was like, no, it doesn't. You're just being it does, nice. It does. The You're names change nice. every year, and the yeah. ownership changes every year. It, it, yeah, series have like completely different names from year oh, to year. Oh, that makes me sometimes. feel better because yeah. I thought they were just being nice. Dude, I don't know any of them. I literally <laughs> don't know any of them. Like, I, I, I'm, I just, it's not the kind of thing I pay attention to. So. Me either. It's just, it's too far out of the realm of anything I'd be able to experience or drive that I don't really put my attention towards it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not your job me. to. Yeah, it's your job is to do the thing that you're doing, and 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 you're doing it well. Um, but uh, you know, cup cars are. You know, race cars are amazing. It's really hard to talk and focus while you're driving that thing. You know, you can't just narrate and then also drive really fast. So same engine I, as the street GT3, right? Except pretty much, yeah, yeah. Except Crazy. for the exhaust, it's, it's the same engine as a street car, but it's got a it's got you know a race gearbox, a proper sequential gearbox. Cool. Um, so you have to use the clutch when you come to a stop, um, and it 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 kicks a bit, um, and it's it's very comfortable. It's very easy to drive I could I could imagine doing a 90 minute stint in it and it would be great um the screen you know the main screen mm -hmm. is like the best laid out screen ever it's like the most legible race car screen I've ever seen like why they're not everyone's not just doing that I'll I'll never know and and you can you know it from as for a factory product it just comes like that you don't do anything to right it. it just shows up you, you write a check 300 grand here it is and it and it's got um the telemetry connects with the 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 engineer in the pits. Oh, neat! So it, you get the bo the toolbox, yeah. right? That's got the laptop, and so the, you get real time data from that's car so cool. to there, mm -hmm. and that cool. just comes with it. That's really it's rad. cool. Yeah, telemetry's. I had my first experience with that when I was at Ferrari, and you know we'd go out in the SF ninety, and then you come back in and sit with uh, Mark Genet, yeah, who like won Le Mans with uh, Tom. What's his face? Chris Yeah, him. Yeah. And, you know, was an F1 driver and stuff. But it's so cool for them to just show you, like, here's what's going on. And I asked, like, what was the history of telemetry like for you? How was that? And he said back in, like, the early 90s, they had, they'd only get telemetry after the laps were done. Like, they'd right. pull in and then plug pull in. Pull the memory and card. Then, and, yeah. yeah, and, like, pull a card and look at it. And then eventually it led to, like, the live feed they have now. But right. he said it was interesting back in the day because they couldn't make changes, like, live over the air like they can. Then, of course, that rule in F1 was banned, and now all the drivers have to make the changes. So we're talking about that. He's like, it's really hard now to be a driver in new F1 cars because you have to change all the knobs and switches. Uh -huh. Whereas While driving. 10 years ago, the engineers could just do it for you. Yeah. In, uh, um 
Remember Alexander uh, Rossi was talking mm-hmm. about in the indie car, it's like levers. <laughs> you got to like yeah. change the brake bias like multiple times a lap. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Change the they, arrow. No, they changed the sway bar. Oh, the sway bar. That the was the sway bars. Like that's what it was, not the brake bias. Oh, the sway no. bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seems backwards. He talked us through what he had to do in in, in one lap of an indie car. I was like, wow, there's a, there's actually quite a lot going so on in that little fucking thing. It's no driving the car. No. <laughs> Um, and that you, have to, you you look at a windsock every lap to see what the wind is doing uh, on that uh-huh. lap. That seems and that's how dangerous. you make choose your adjustment. <laughs> it's fucking insane. crazy. Good. Yeah. Really crazy. At two hundred and twenty miles an hour. Yeah. Um, but this so this track Brainerd right turn one mm-hmm. for Lee one hundred and sixty five for me one hundred and forty. Turn two is like one hundred and twenty. Turn three is forty. So if you get in like the red mist and you don't really focus on your braking, you could have a fucking big one on the exit. So there's a couple places this track that are like super, super dangerous. Um, But it is a really, really, it's like, imagine Watkins Glen with a first, with a NASCAR corner banked into it. That's pretty much what this place is like. I like Watkins, it's cool. It's like that. It's really fun. Um, When's the video come out? Whenever we edit it, there's no, it's not like an embargo or anything. Probably like next week, maybe. Cool. Whatever, whatever's Go up. For yeah, it. but um, I would love to see you narrate and drive this thing. That's what I mean. I'm I talk watch. a little bit, but it's not. Uh, every time I drive a real crazy race car, it takes it. It takes a lot more focus than a street car. So I, yeah. so I can't do a good job. As good a job. And and oh, Zach, by the way, my lav cable came out halfway through the lap. So. It, the 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 second half won't have anything I say anyway. So okay. when I come to a stop we'll and conclude, you don't okay. have to con- you don't have to chop it out. But there you have to, we'll have to do something with the audio. A little vo to explain what happened. So just well, came out the, the bottom again. The plug. It wasn't. I had it horizontal, but it just got vibrated out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. I'm order a new one of those things. Damn it. Sad. Got a fitment issue. Audio fails. Uh, it seems like we have a lot of questions. Okay, let's get to some of oh, them. Great. Okay. Uh, so oh, great. Okay. So far, some are bolded. The, the bolded ones are aimed at Kristen. All right, and Kristen. And the rest are just questions. Talk to us about your C32. Uh, Joe here has a, a Rentec version, and uh, he's really into it. You like your 32? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So you remember I used to talk about the rust issue, right? Yes. I found a solution. What's I found that? a shop. Mm. Found a shop who's going to fix it. Good. Who's fixing it now, actually, as we speak. I went Sick. to go see it yesterday. The first shop was like, okay, so it's it's pretty much rusted all the way through. So if you guys don't remember, there's um, it, because Mercedes was, was idiots for some reason, at the bottom of all four doors, they made this rubber kind of like this U-shaped thing and, and the metal of the door sits on top of it. I don't know what it's for, but what happens is whenever there's moisture, it just oh, slides down into... <laughs> I just elbowed the camera, sorry. It's, it, it, you know, slides down into the rubber and it just sits there, so the metal of the door just oh, yeah. sits in water. Oh, perfect. So this rust that just kind of started <laughs> bubbling up from the bottoms of the doors and I started seeing it about seven years ago and it was heartbreaking because I took it to one shop and they're like, yeah, we can't just get rid of that. You'd have to get new doors. And then another shop was like, well, we can sand it down, but it's going to come back mm-hmm. because it's rust. So this shop was like, no, 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 no. we're not going to sand it down. We're not going to bond it. We're not going to do any of that bullshit. We're going to cut and fabricate it. Good. Cool. So Why wow. can't you just get doors, though? Yes. That really seems like the easiest solution. Because Sentimental doors? Yes. I know that sounds dumb, but yes. <laughs> I like I like the way these ones close. But But can't you just get doors from like a, because like a all, West Coast? Because C32? all W two O threes have this issue. So, oh, so there aren't doors. There Arizona. aren't doors. Uh, 
Okay, continue. But then I have to shift them and okay. over here. So they pa- they're going to patch it and, re- and and fabricate it. Yeah. And but what do they do going forward? Can you just remove this stupid channel? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. He, that's why I went over there yesterday because he called me and he was like, I want you to come over here and I want you to see what I'm doing. I was like, okay. So I went over there and he, he had pulled them out and you can see the rust inside it. He's like, yeah, that's part of your door in there. I don't know what the fuck they're for. I said, well, if you don't know what the fuck they're for, maybe we don't need them. Is the door still watertight if we close it and this is not there anymore? And he said, yeah, it's still watertight. It's fine. I was like, well, pull them all the fuck off. It's probably just a, like a way for them to join the pieces of metal so they could manufacture it in like a bunch of different parts. Maybe. Maybe it's for but NVH reasons. Could be insulation, sound insulation, just additional NVH We've made stuff. the metal taco, which yeah. we've learned in <laughs> hindsight holds water, which right. is bad. So he's just going to pull all those off, and he's going to fabricate in the new bottoms of the doors. And I was like, was the rust bad? He was like, no, it wasn't that bad. Tremendous weight off my shoulders. Good. I feel so much better. About it. You know, save the car. When you when you drive a car that you love, but there's something a little bit wrong with it, you, it's just always there at the back of your head, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's like that tag at the back of your t-shirt. It's always just kind of scratching at you. It's gone now. Good. It's the weight. Yay! C thirty two. Yay! Uh, Ray Lee uh, wants to tell you that uh, love the. Uh, APPI Heritage Month coverage on the drive. You did do a fabulous job with that. Nice job. That was great. Uh, any other bold ones? No. Okay. Let's just go to the basics. Kevin says lighter wheels will improve your handling, but would lighter wheels also improve ride quality? Um, it's an interesting concept. Uh, depends if you... on your suspension, I think. I think that depends on your suspension. Because the wheel would be more reactive to whatever bump it may hit if it's lighter. Right, right? but it would have less inertia coming mm. up. Although that might be inverse. So that sounds like an engineer question. In my personal experience, it doesn't affect ride quality. Having driven cars on the same car on a metal wheel and then a, and then like a carbon wheel, for instance, the ride quality isn't affected by that in a way I could notice. I just drove a Civic Type R limited edition, so it had those forged BBS wheels. Mm-hmm. Fine. It was fine. I haven't driven a regular Civic Type R. I mean, they're, they're, unless you were to drive them back to back, it's not yeah. immediately noticeable that there's a difference. No, I don't think so. If you were, if you did, you, you would know. But like... I don't think lighter wheels have any downside unless the their being light somehow compromises their strength, right? They mm-hmm. would have to be very strong, and that means forged or whatever. But um, I don't. I can't think of any downside to having a lighter wheel, unless it's not physically strong enough to handle your car anymore. I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, Joe Bertha says, "What are the best? Hmm. The best." Uh, jobs in the auto or adjacent industries that you've run into? Uh, considering pay, lifestyle, perks, etc. Who in the industry has the best jobs? I mean... I only have insight <laughs> into us. <laughs> yeah, I know journalists and, and PR, uh, PR, PR people. people. The PR people seem to have a pretty good gig. Yeah. They get, they get to go on all the press trips. Uh-huh. You know, they get to go to the locations. They get to manage and spec out the fleets. Mm-hmm. True. They get to decide who gets and doesn't get cars. They have the keys to the kingdom. But they also have to escort drunk journalists. That? that but that may, they may like that. That could be fun Once for them. a month, they have to be a camp counselor. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, I think, I think Maybe a, PR people. PR people probably have a pretty good, a pretty good gig. Yeah. Well, I think we see the revolving door because there are 
journalists who then go work for PR, and then after a while they come, they go back and That's forth. That's because and, PR makes a lot more money. No, no, I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> PR makes more money, but a lot of them go, they miss the cool trips outside their brand. That's the thing about PR is, yeah. you, you know, if you work for Porsche, you never get to go on the G-Wagon off-road through the forest trip, so. Having while, done six months of PR at the very bottom of the ladder, I can tell you it fucking sucks. <laughs> but once you make it up to the to, to the level where when you're, you're PR management, it's yeah, different. when you're hanging out with the journalists, you uh-huh. get to be at the bar, you get to come on the trips, then it gets fun. But if you're on the bottom of the rung and you're setting up the trip and making all the phone calls and the arrangements, and then you don't get to go to the party, yeah. that part sucks. Uh, the the in house like the people that call themselves powertrain engineers, um, but they're really um, just like racing drivers that can do math. Um, yeah. They seem to really enjoy their jobs. The Ford guys, Ford always brings those guys onto They're, their sports they, car launches. Those guys have the best job. Yeah, they seem to have a good time with the with that with the. <laughs> you you take it out on the on the track or the off road, and you bring it back, and they're like, "So how was it?" And you're yeah. like, "It's really fast," and they're like, "I know, right? Yes, I I made it." You know, there's <laughs> folks that get to do dynamic driving all over the world. Yeah. You know, uh, hot and cold climates. Mm-hmm. You know, for you know, Porsche does global testing. That seems very interesting and. You know, I, I I haven't heard of like some even like you know the executives make a lot of money and like oh like Porsche if you're like in the Porsche family or like a very top rung at Porsche they'll build you cars that don't exist. Oh, that's cool. Like there's a they just it just came up for sale recently. There's a fucking Targa four. Is it, I forget if it's a Targa four S or a convertible four S mm-hmm. that from factory has a GT three RS engine in it. What made it to the yeah. all wheel drive. It came up for sale. They'll oh. build you that if you're somebody. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. Like, so that's a good, pretty good perk. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but other than that, other than like, those are some of the best. I mean, perks. I think every job has pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, how much money do you want to make versus how much responsibility do you want? And yeah, da, 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 da. I mean, in my job now, I can think of plenty of pros and cons. Yeah, with every job, our mm-hmm. our job perks are pretty great. They're pretty fucking great. Yeah. The if you're if all you do is automotive journalism and you don't have like another income producing gig, you know the downside is the pay can be not so great, yeah. especially until you're very experienced. But like the perks, you know, if you're into cars, having a new one dropped off at your house every week is pretty fucking sick. Mm-hmm. That's about the best job perk I've ever fucking heard of. I know. <laughs> and there's some folks who uh, who. They're not like they don't necessarily call themselves journalists. They have websites where they do car coverage and boat coverage and private jet coverage and resort. <laughs> yeah. You know the tr- uh, the best job perk. Forget automotive. If you're like a, a successful travel blogger, travel influencer. Oh my yes. god! Where a you travel don't even have to blog anything. Yeah. You just Instagram <laughs> yes. it. I mean, what a great scam! That's that's yeah. that's an unbelievable scam. That's a scam. good hustle. Yeah, if you have no uh, no home and no need for one, that's your. Well, I, I think maybe pandemic fuck with that a little bit. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, a and HD says I'm replacing my Fiesta ST. I don't mind going automatic only, as I uh, I have another manual car. Should I get an insanely low mileage 06 Mini Cooper S daily and a rear wheel drive weekend car? Or a Veloster N with a dual clutch. Oh, actually, I can answer this question because I just ahead. had that car. Okay. Good car. A plus. It is a good car. Veloster N DCT. Yeah. It's a nice car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rides kind of hard. Seats garbage. But the fun. manual rides a little better because it has a little less we weight in the nose. We just talked about this, and Zach and I, when we went to get coffee this morning, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. And it's also something that did not occur to me. Um, okay. So, question. Brand new car, one car with warranty. Or two cars 
<laughs> Both of which are old and out of warranty. One of which is a mini. One of which is a mini, and the other one is a Boxster, which is known for being very expensive to maintain when they get old. If you don't have the stones to maintain two notoriously unreliable and expensive old European cars, I would get the one new Korean car. That has warranty. <laughs> That's a warranty. Yeah. yeah. I like both of those cars. I like yeah, a Boxster. Yeah. I like the or the FRS. I like the 06. Is, 06 Mini is the pinnacle of Mini. Mm-hmm. The last year, the supercharged cars. They mm-hmm. rule. Mm-hmm. If you find an 06 JCW with low miles, buy it. Before it blows up. Before yeah, it, before it, before it shakes itself apart. Yeah, yeah. Make sure the doors work. Yeah. Like Thad's did not. <laughs> Mine was good. I never had any problems with my Mini. How many miles did you drive it to? I sold my Mini 100 miles before the warranty ran out. Right. I sold it with 49,900 miles on it. <laughs> yeah, his had 66, and man, did it feel like 300. Yeah, it was his, his had a hard life. Yeah. His was tough. Um, Adam says three years ago... I told oh I told him well bought on my eighteen thousand dollar two thousand and six Cayman S. Recently sold it for twenty four thousand. Well sold. I mean three years and a plus fifty percent on your Cayman. That's fucking well bought and well sold. Got a nine nine one dot one C two S. Very nice. That's cool. a come up. Yeah. That's a come up. Good job, Adam. Well bought, well sold, and well bought again. Uh, I have a feeling the 991.1s are going to be collector's items, just like air-cooled Porsches. You Because know, no turbos? Yeah, no turbos. Last generation. They're great unless you drive one back-to-back with a turbo car. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, oh my god, this turbo car would walk this thing so <laughs> yeah. fucking fast. Uh, John Amon says, I'm going to be going to look at my first cheap classic today. It's a 1977 Jaguar XJ Coupe with a Chevy V8 swap. Uh, California car. Didn't fucking Tanner Faust come in here talking about one of them? Didn't he have one for Top Gear or something and then bought it and kept it? Possibly. I don't remember. I think he was, it was a, it was a Jag XJ with a 350 and it was just kind of worked. Yeah, it should. Magnus, we filmed those for season one of uh, Next Big Thing. Yeah. The XJ, which he really likes, but the, you know, the engines can be, well, look at Jeff Glucker's Instagram and you'll learn. My dad had a, a 1986 XJ new, bought it new. Always loved the Jags, and this was, I think it was one of his first big paychecks, big big pay bumps. He got this Jag, and it was in the shop for nine months of the first year in Lemon, and they bought it back in wow. Lemon. that sucks. <laughs> but for this, if you're buying a, a car with a swap, Test every bit of it. That's yeah. the thing. Make it's sure like you're it buying someone's project reverse car. and drive. Like, that sounds dumb. But geez, like there shouldn't be vibrations. Right. There shouldn't be clunks when you accelerate. Don't let them go. Yeah, it does that sometimes. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, like being not a Jaguar powertrain should be an improvement. I agree. If I mean, it's those done... are pretty bulletproof motors for sure. Yeah, for sure. But just check. Well, the, I would the lo- Jag engine's pretty good. We went and saw this Jag shop. He's like, the, the block and the pistons are good, but the electronics are bad. It's Lucas. And it's all it's Lucas, Lucas shit. And they mounted some of the wires on top of the engines. So they get hot and they melt. Like... <laughs> Look at the wiring and make sure that's all done. Make sure it's been upgraded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would love an XJS with like a basic 5.3 LS and an automatic. Yep. Like out of a Tahoe. That'd be basic. cool. Just to just sit, a chilling just engine. a cruise and an yeah. ice cold air conditioning. Yeah. I would roll that. That'd be awesome. Uh, Lee's says. Uh, is there a way to make the Father's Day drive what I expected it to be? Um, 
I don't think so. There was a Father's Day thing, and they pitched it as sort of like, oh, we're closing down all the lights. But then they did close the lights, but then we went five. Parade speed, five. Oh, the way. So, so, oh. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't. I think, um, no, it is what it is. People on the side of the road had a good time. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't you you can, I don't think you can change that event. I think you, you can only understand what it is. We put on a parade. <laughs> we put on a parade. Next time, I'll bring a car with an automatic. <laughs> Delica. <laughs> yeah, right? Delica, Delica have a picnic the in the Delica back. Shag and Wagon. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, I am your God, 76. Great username. Love it. I've only driven... I've only driven E39s for the last 12 years. An E39 enthusiast this year. I bought an E90. I love it. Oh, boy. Hang on a second. Uh, he wants to know, long story short, should he replace his E39 530i with an E60? Uh, or should I look elsewhere? I don't know anything about those cars other than I like the way the E60 looks. I think they're underwhelming in most ways. Even the M cars are underwhelming in many ways. I'm not that into them. I'd rather Ooh. own a great E39 than an E60. The V10. The, yeah. Underwhelming. Yeah. Ooh. It sounds good, but that's it. Hmm. Okay. You have to rev the shit out of it to make any power. The gearboxes are terrible. They burn crazy amounts of oil. They do. That they do. It's true. And they're true. insanely expensive to maintain. Now, I'm only talking about the M cars. The regular cars are just yeah, they're fine. fine. They're fine, but they don't do it for me. Look elsewhere? Yeah, you could look at a 2015 Chevy SS. Manual. <gasps> yep. Mag oh, I forgot ride. about that yeah. car. Delightful. Oh, I forgot about that car Yeah, for get a, a little second. fucking whipple on that bitch. Now Those you're moving. Great. They look good, too. Outside. They do look Interior, handsome. Eh, it's fine. But I yeah. was just sitting at a red light the other day, and I heard... I was like, what the fuck? I don't see no hot rods. And I looked past the rental car on my right and just saw the, the nose of a champagne-colored SS. And I was like, champagne color? Champagne. Wow. JRG, bro. <laughs> Jewish racing gold. No. It was good. <laughs> By the way, in case you're wondering, because I had some free time at the airport this morning, what it costs to paint a GT3 Touring in JRG? Don't do it. $12,800. <laughs> GRG is a crap color. I, know. I hate it. It looks like <laughs> shit on everything. Except on the Lexus Even when RX I see it on a Camry, I'm like, why did you do that to a Camry? 90, like 96 it. Camry, what are you doing? Why would you hurt that car? I that like was it so on popular. a 1999 Lexus RX 300. Yes, that's the perfect, perfect place for that color. Car, only, car. only place. Yeah. Uh, Mike Lamb, the 600 horsepower garage, unlimited space and unlimited budget. How much horsepower does the LFA have? 500? LFA? Oh, yeah. It's in the fives. Fives? Okay, so so an LFA and then what has 100 horsepower? A K car. It's a, cappuc a cappuccino. There. <laughs> a Honda Acti. Not a bad idea. Uh, there you go. 600 horsepower like garage. Oh, that only Ooh. leaves me 50. You need Golf a K cart. cart. No, K cart. All right, K cart. K -cart. A, GT, a GT3 Touring and a Delica. That You're would, already that, close to that. That covers most pieces. <laughs> yeah, I am pretty yeah. close to that. <laughs> I, think, I think you got to go, yeah, like a diesel 4Runner. And then oh, it's under yeah. the 500 horsepower. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. Uh, Hunter says, considering buying a BMW 330i ZHP, one recently sold for $28,000. Uh, are they going to continue to go up, or will they go back down in a year or two? I feel like we can't ask questions about the market right now, because the market's fucked up. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. a terrible time to buy things. Yeah. You should Buy not. anything. Yeah, if you don't need a car or, or a, a watch house. right now or a house, <laughs> don't. Don't do it. And if you have extra cars or watches or houses that you're not using, sell. 
Now is the time. Um, look, 28K, I don't know about value. If I was gonna, if I wanted to invest twenty eight k into a car, there's safer bets than a three thirty ZHP. I agree. And if I wanted to buy an E forty six for twenty eight thousand dollars, I could find an M three. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Just get the M. You can find you can find an E forty six M three that's in totally decent shape mm-hmm. for twenty eight thousand mm-hmm. bucks, and you should. Um, ZHP I've driven. It's actually a very nice car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a thirty thousand dollar driving experience and it's not an investment grade. No. And, and I had fifteen two years ago. Yeah, like, and if one I don't know, one sold for twenty eight. That's not the market. That might be that's there, the that might be someone's grandma's car that had eight thousand miles on it. Yeah, you know or it's to mean? bring a trailer bump. Yeah. Like, you know, buy it from somewhere else, it'll cost you twenty two. Yeah. Right. Prescienth says Giorgetto Giaro designed five different Daewoos. I didn't know this. I didn't know that either. Uh, the Lanos, the Laganza, the Magnus, the Kalos, and the Lissetti, which means that Hannah was actually a Jajaro dealer. My wife in college, you know, the Daewoo's marketing scheme was to get, was like a pyramid scheme to get college students to sell them to other college students. <gasps> and really? Hannah, yeah, and Hannah was a Daewoo dealer when she was like a sophomore in college and sold they, like three or four Daewoo's. Yeah. They gave this her a demo. The original MLM. They gave her a demo, like a super loaded, whatever the most expensive car they made, she drove, and she convinced like three or four of her friends to buy Incredible Daewoo's. that you two found each other. I know, right? So perfect. <laughs> so th- this is the Magnus? Uh, the, yeah. Oh, Looks like a Mirage. Gosh. Sort of. George Gijaro had some stinkers, huh? And That's uh, no, not here's good. the Lissetti. Oh, the, I know the Lissetti. The Lissetti is a terrible vehicle. I think the I think the Lissetti, uh, the Lanos is what she got her friend to buy. <laughs> Ugh, these are so, what shit boxes. All right, moving on. Uh, scouting for Zen says loves Kristen. Oh and, no, I know Scouting for Zen. Hello. And uh, how does the movie Redline compare to the Fast and Furious movies? Redline is like you're you're drunk and looking for some greasy chicken fingers <laughs> and fat. Fast and Furious is what you, you're like, okay, this is a nice evening. I'm going to share it with my partner. Let's watch something funny and dumb. Redline, you're like drunk on like shit whiskey. Redline's a bad movie. It's a terrible You mean movie. the one where they wreck all the fake, yeah. the fake cars, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking bad, movie. It's a bad movie. Do you know my Redline story is, I think that movie came out in 2007, and the guy I was dating at the time also was a huge gearhead, and he was like, I want to watch Redline. I had no idea what the movie was, so we went to the local blockbuster to find it. They didn't have it to rent. They had it to buy. We bought it. Mm-hmm. I own Redline. On VHS. No, it's on DVD. Oh. <laughs> it's on DVD. D- VHS really The movie poster's quote is hot cars and hotter women. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's, that's Hell the best yeah. line they could pull out of that. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. What a terrible. The bigger the run, the faster the rush. That's oh, man. awful. There's that one scene. I don't know if you remember. There's that one scene where the shithead is driving the SLR McLaren. And he has to make, I think it's Vegas to, I think it might be here in, in two hours or something. <laughs> so he, he turns off all the lights and he has night vision goggles uh-huh. on. And he's trying with his desert. Terrible. <laughs> all of it's awful. Oh. Uh, what was that last one there, Zach? I missed. I missed what he were. Oh, Micah says, ordered a ZL1 1LE manual for Ooh. a fun weekend car with Ooh. occasional track driving, not a daily. Replacing a Golf R, I'm going to get PS4 tires for the street. Any other recommendations? That's a really, really fast car. 
a radar detector. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go to offtherecord.com Get and that. be ready. Bookmark that. That's a really, really fast That's car. A fast it's a good car. car. I like many things about it, and it doesn't need fucking anything. I was just talking about this because I was with Lee Keen yesterday. One of, if not the most scared I have ever been in a car was a VIR three years ago in a pissing downpour with Lee. Mike Spinelli was there. JF was there. We were filming uh, uh, the, the tail end of Drive on NBC Sports, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, driving the ZL11LE, but there's water all over the track. Yeah, and Lee want. was like, let's go drive the track. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he, Lee drove one of the most raging, aggressive laps I've ever seen in a in, in the wet with no grip. Car never had any grip. He's spinning the wheels. He's sliding in under braking. The ABS is losing its fucking mind. Um, he is totally calm. I was absolutely terrified. About an hour after that, he made Spinelli throw up. He did. In a, Legit. In a Julia. Legit. Yeah. Oh. Lee, yeah, he was he was on a fucking tear that day. I've never been so scared. I, I tapped out. I don't, <laughs> I don't tap out at fucking anything. I tapped out of that. Um... MDK Kaiser wants sketchy stories from press launches. I mean, the sketchiest one I can think of was for the Lexus RCF launch in New York. And what year we, was that? Uh, maybe 2015 or 16. Oh. Okay. Um, I was, they paired me with a Mexican radio host. Okay. Who hosted like a more? She was like this fiery Latina that hosted this Mexican morning show on a, a what was apparently a very popular station in Mexico City. Okay, whatever. She didn't know anything about cars, and I was like, "All right, fine, whatever." They're like, "Matt, would you like help her out?" You know, because we were driving from they White put Plains. That on you? No, they were driving. We were driving to the track, and so they were like, "Can can you ride with her?" And she'll ask oh, you some okay, questions okay, and okay, okay. whatever, and then you you'll get some extra track times. So fine, whatever. Her driving was so scary that I made her stop. And I was like, you need to pull on the highway. Yeah. She would, she, she did this where she rested her elbows on the bottom of the wheel and her hands on the top of the wheel and was driving like that. And then she would ping pong between like 60 and 100 miles an hour, not really being aware of the fact that she was constantly like changing speeds and stuff. And I was literally texting Thaddeus, who was in, I think it was my mom's Audi, following us up there to be a cameraman. I was like, I feel like I'm gonna die right now. Like this is really, really sketchy. I eventually was like, listen, it's time for me to drive now. <laughs> I was trying to be really nice about yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hold on, like what do I say to make this person stop without like losing her mind? And eventually she did, and I and I drove, and I was like, oh, thank God. And I just started feeding her lines about the car that she wrote down, and her like enti- I fed her an entire review of the car, which she then probably read in Spanish on the well, radio I mean, station. Well, good. But you know, help someone out. That was the sketchiest thing I can I can remember. I'm trying to remember. It's it's quite honestly been so long since most press launches that I can't remember. <laughs> People have crashed stuff. I mean, I've been on press launches where someone's crashed something. I haven't been on one where someone's crashed something. It happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Of yeah. course, they're they're asking us to drive cars very fast in places that we don't know. Yeah, of course, it happens. Can't but uh, by and large, I don't. Uh, I mean, there's a few people. There's only a couple of people I'll actually share a car with. So I've insulated myself from sketchiness. One of which is Kristen. 
Wait, I'm I've shared sad. three or four coming, cars with you. You're not coming on the Blackwing launch. I asked the GM people, and I don't. I just don't think it's in the cards. I think I'll have to wait until I sadness until I do it. But I'm doing 86. Are you doing 86? Patrick George is doing oh, 86. Okay, yeah, so I'm you'll see him up there. And then, but we're supposed to hang out that. Well, aren't we going to go to Planet Hollywood? Yeah, that was, we're supposed yeah. to go to Planet. Yeah, we'll go to Planet <laughs> there Hollywood. There was a Twitter thread about Planet Hollywood in New York, and this is kind of embarrassing. But I used to spend a lot of time there in high school. All right, I, for you, I will go to Planet Hollywood. I, I didn't even know it was still open, frankly. No, um. We'll check. Is it still open? I don't know. I haven't been. I haven't been there. I, I, it was really cool in the '90s. Where are you staying? At my parents' house. Oh, so is it easy to get down to the city? Yeah. Okay. No problem. Okay. You have cars and trains. It's no big deal. All it's right. easy, man. I, it's easy. I might make a game time change and be like, let's go to an actual bar. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You don't want to drink like giant fish bowls of like blue things. <laughs> We've got that in Brooklyn. I was. We, we went to this last night. We went to the bar. Uh, me and Adam and Colette. And Colette was like. <laughs> You could tell she's been in Florida for a little too long. She's like, we need to eat somewhere fancy. She's like, I came from California. We live in buttfuck nowhere, Florida. She's like, I want avocados and I want a martini. She's like, we're going to go somewhere nice. So we go somewhere nice. And she orders this like blue, this blue drink. And I was like, she's like, taste this. I taste like, it tastes like vodka and blue. Yeah. It tastes like Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I can't drink those. Oh, man. She was into I it, can't. man. I can't. She, she went a couple rounds on the blue drinks. <laughs> she was a champ. Was... I, I'm past the point of sugary alcohol now. It yeah. just I can't do it anymore because I'm old. She's in her 20s. Yeah, we, I we am too, do but apparently it's exponential. Your age. It's on a logarithmic scale. <laughs> when you're in your 20s. Bro, I, I, when I started getting, when I hit 35, I started getting insanely hungover. My hangovers got fucking terrible. I can't drink anymore you know, hardly like I used to. That's why it's great so. whenever you do your birthday party, Hannah's like, okay, everyone here at four, everyone out, 10. She knows and me. And I was like, yes, The wife girl. knows me. Yeah. Yes. Grab a Gatorade on the way out, go to bed. Yeah. Afternoon Amazing. parties are the shit. You can still get up and go to work the next day. Amazing. After, yeah. Um, anything we need to promote? The drive? The drive? I am... Year, not year, month three into being deputy editor at thedrive.com. And it has been wonderful. I've gotten to know everyone a lot better. There has been a really, really good report on you guys' new emissions bullshit that's oh, yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah Rob Stump fun. did a really good report on that recently, which everyone should read. Just go to the drive and you'll find it. And he really broke it down for readers because it, it is convoluted and it's confusing. And I think it's supposed to be confusing. I think it. Yeah, I think the more confusing it is, the be the the benefit that the state has actually, if people don't understand it. What's frustrating is, it is it means well because I also care about the environment and I think we should do something about it. But this seems like it puts the onus on the consumer, because easily they could be like, "Hey, the automakers are the ones polluting. Let's go after them." But instead, they're like. Yeah, if you tune your car at all now, they move the goalpost. Before a car that could have passed, now it doesn't pass. Yeah. And it also means if you bought a car that has been tuned, you also have to pay to detune it, even though you had nothing to do with prior tuning. So it just seems like it it just it just seems like the consumers are paying for it. I, again, you know, the I, quote in the article was that the automakers breached the trust first. Yes. And so by by finding ways to cheat in the computer system, Th they should have known that our response was going to be to check the computers, um, which I suppose is fair, except they don't, they're not targeting the automaker, they're targeting the consumer after the car has been sold. Which is the whole thing 
Like, I, there's there's this report where I think most of the world's greenhouse gases comes from 100 companies yeah. or something, right? Yeah. Yet we're the ones that can't use plastic bags anymore, of course. can't use straws yeah. anymore, got to get electric cars. It's like, yeah. It's called it's, a distraction. Yeah. It's not our fault. No, they. <laughs> but it's a very effective strategy by, by saying, well, we need to recycle and we need to reduce our, and this, that, and meanwhile, People are actually getting very, very rich mm-hmm. off of stripping these resources and telling all, all the people like us that we need to change our it's, behaviors. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's fucked up. It's fucked. Yeah. We had Gareth from the dollop on last week, so we went off on these <laughs> tangents like this. <laughs> yeah. Can't right. wait to see the comments on yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Lefty politics trigger warning coming in. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I love what you've uh, really what you've been doing on the drive. I read it on the plane this morning. It was a, he did a great job. He's yeah. wonderful. Rob is wonderful. Everyone should read Rob. And a second thing I've been super proud of is we have been publishing Victoria Scott's Van Life series, where oh, yeah. she's uh, she is called the Vans Continental Express, uh, and it documents her driving across the country in a 1995 Toyota Heist. And she came through she came and through. visited. Yeah, and I hung heard. out. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. I'm I very, signed very the van. I'm glad you signed the ban. I did. I signed. Yeah, she's having people sign one like a panel, and it's like I replaced a window with a with some like wood panel or something. Yeah. So we're running. It's a, so it's a pretty cool van, actually. I think so. Cool looking van. Yeah, and it's lo- it's like longer than the Delica, so it's better for like living in. It's got more rear overhang. It looks yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more like you know, it's like road oriented. It's not like an off road van. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that Victoria chose us to run the series. She said that we are the ones that she trusted to have the story told the way that she wanted it to, which was very, very oh, nice to hear. It was very nice to hear. So that's kind of what we're up to at The Drive. We're trying to tell stories that no one else is telling, obviously, but also be more inclusive in the automotive landscape because it is very, very monochromatic. Um, and for people who aren't white men, can be intimidating. So if we can elevate voices that are different and diverse, then hopefully it will encourage more people to contribute, speak up, join us, whatever. I like it. I'm about it. Thanks for coming in, dude. It's always good to see you. Thanks for having me. Are you working or are you in town? What are you doing? There's a launch tonight. Oh. Are you allowed to talk about it? What is it? It's the Genesis GV70. GV... Oh, the... The three series competitor. Oh. The one um, David Patterson showed up in. Oh, GV... Not GV8? Mm, GV70. Which is the smaller, smaller one? Mm. Five-seat? Yeah. SUV? Well, the GV, crossover? The GV80 also is five-seat, I believe. Actually, I mixed up. He didn't show oh. up in this. My bad. No, he yeah, showed yeah, up in it. the... He showed up in the G70. No, the G70 is the sedan. Yes. Yeah. The GV80 is the SUV. This yeah. is, looks like a crossover. Yeah, it is. Oh. G, oh yeah. So, Janet, the GV is indicates... Indicates SUV. SUV. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got oh, it. it's pretty nice looking. Yeah, yeah, right? Their shapes are good right now. What, can we get an interior photo, Zach? What does it look like on the inside? Probably Do we know yet? awesome. It does? Probably. I haven't seen it. I, the only thing I don't like... the interior Interior of the GV80. Oh, that's a nice looking vehicle. Yeah. The GV80 looks great, except for the football steering wheel, which drives me insane. I, I didn't like the steering wheel. Uh, exterior looks good. Keep going. Up. Oh, oh, there's a football, the steering, football wheel. steering wheel. Oh, wait, wheel. but look, that's a, there's a no, it's round. tri-spoke, but maybe oh, it's look optional. Look that. That, that. That's really nice. Oval that oval. Thing. That's good. Mm. That's like almost uh, Bugatti-esque. A little bit. In that, in that shape there. Yeah. That's, really, this is that not, looks that's great. a nice bit of design. Oh, and look where they've put the cup holders. On the on the other side of the console, so it's not blocking your hand from doing the things. That's, That's smart. the one complaint I had about the Civic Type R. The cup holder placement. As soon as you shift, your elbow hits the water bottle. 
You want something to complain about about the GT3 Touring? Yeah, what? You cannot put anything bigger than one of these mini bottles in the cup holder without it completely blocking the shifter. The shifter's right next to it. Dehydrated the, drivers The ones they had in the dashboard that was a are perfect like the design. best cup holders oh, the ever. T-Rex the 718 still has it. Yeah, they the, do. The 718 we yeah. drove, or the Cayman, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's such a good design. Keep it forever. This one? Yeah, it pops out when you and need it, it and, it's and when you adjustable. don't. And yeah. it holds yeah. like large bottles of water. It's I great. love that design. People don't great. understand that when you fold them out, you have to put the flap back up. Yes, you so have to. So it doesn't flop around. Mm-hmm. They're like, you, it flops around. It's like, no, you put That's the why the, the thing is segmented, so yes. you can put it up. Exactly. Kristen Lee on Instagram. There's eight le- eight E's. Eight E's. It's Kristen the- and then an L with eight E's after it's it. It's the verified one. You take very good <laughs> oh, photos. Oh, yes. Very good photos. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, if you want to see photo, if you want to see a feed that looks like a car enthusiast feed and not like a fucking booth chicks feed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Selfie I free. No Selfie selfies. free. There's Pictures of cars. One, there's only one photo of me. And these are Your cool. Your shit's artsy, too. These are cool. You're doing this oh, like yeah, miniature stuff. Oh, the miniatures. I did, I did that for rad. a story in the motoring journal for Andrew Manis. It was about diecast models. It's diecast models, but done at uh, funky scales. I used to do that when I was a kid. When Just I was take pictures. It's When great. I was a kid, I'd put models like in, in weird places like this and take photos of them like that. It's such great practice yeah. for shooting actual cars. And you get to have m- mess around with a lot more fun angles. The techniques are literally exactly the they same. They are exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Well, I, you know, you're know, you one of the very few people that I enjoy sharing a car with on press launches. So I know. I'm glad I you could come back I can't wait to visit. have one. Yeah, this, we, so Zach and I have this system where if one of us gets an invite, we're like, hey, are you on this one? I tried with the Blackwing. It just didn't work out. So now whenever I get one, I'll text both of you like, hey, are Let you going to be on this one? Yeah. Um, the, um, where, can you bring the GV80 by? 70? No, it's one of those, we have a trip it's a, plan it's a route. for you. Yeah, it's a, They're going to send your ass to Big Bear. <laughs> they always do. They make Santa Barbara. Oh, yep. Are you going to stay overnight up there? Mm-hmm. Oh. And then fly home from there. So this oh, is literally one my one day. It's a one-wayer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, have fun. Thank, I'm glad you could join us for your one day. Some, got some friends on the launch, which is really oh, nice. Good. It'll be fun. It'll be good to see people All right, again. Well, tell them that your boys over at the Smoking Tire said hi. Thank Do we have another show me. this week, Zach? I don't think so. It's a busy week, isn't it? Uh, I go to Grid Life Thursday. Oh, yes. And we, oh, we drive the thing tomorrow. Everyone's going to be there. Oh, we drive the thing tomorrow. Drive the thing We're driving tomorrow. the Baja 911 tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. TJ Russell. That's going to be so sick. It's very exciting. It's going to be good. Very, very exciting. All right. Kristen Lee, one of our favorite people. Thank you for joining us, ma'am. It's been a pleasure. Um, and uh, the red nails are working. Thanks. I keep, did them yesterday. Keep that shit up. Did them yesterday because Fiery. I knew I was going to guards have them. red? No, it's whatever. Why don't they, does Porsche sell nail polish they in should. their shop yet? I get Gentian Blue. Jen Nicole would be all fucking over that. Why does Jen Nicole not sell Porsche nail polish? She really should be. You know what's cool mm-hmm. is this is um, from Crash Jewelry, and she makes bracelets out of car metal. Oh, really? Yeah. So that this is cool. Is, this is from a G-Wagon, I think. This oh, is really? This is from a G-Wagon. She put the octopus on. That's obviously. rad. I like but, that. I like the subtle when this connection is not overt. Yeah. That's very she makes good. She gets like scrap metal from Supercar, so you can get Lamborghini cuffs and Ferrari cuffs and everything like There's that. There's some company that's building watch cases out of crashed cars, too, but I, it wasn't it wasn't my vibe. I like that. Uh, vibe? I yeah. like that. That's very good. All right, folks. Have a great rest of your week. I know we will, because we're going to go drive the fucking Baja 911. That's yeah. the shit. See you later. Bye.